Keep those calls coming in. Keep those voice notes coming in on 0614-104-107. I'm also taking your calls on 86 2032. I'm joined by Mlungi Simvoko, the MEC of Economic Development in the Eastern Cape. You just heard the interview I had there with the board chairperson of the Eastern Cape Development Corporation. And you have some questions. What are those questions? What are those concerns? Um, MEC, thank you so much for your time. Um, uh, when I spoke to just now, Vuyani, we had a conversation leveled at the technicalities of investment. Um, I want to speak to you about the political case of investment because you're the political head. And, and, and some of these questions will be political in its nature. Um, my, at the tail end of my conversation with uh, uh, Vuyani just now, and if, even in the um, previous hour when I spoke to uh, the CEO uh, of the Eastern Cape uh, Socioeconomic uh, Council, um, we spoke very specifically to some of those details. But at a political level, what, what's the investment case for the Eastern Cape? Thank you very much. Um, it's one of the reasons why we're having this session today is because when we look at ourselves as an Eastern Cape and said, why are the areas where we are best performing? Why are the areas where we have an edge? Uh, and, and why then not pursue that? The investment case for the Eastern Cape would always be around those um, sectors um, that have made it possible for us to be where we are in the province. If you look at the automotive sector, for instance, it's been in the Eastern Cape since the 1930s. Yeah. You have a, a reservoir of skill in the Eastern Cape for any automotive um, um, OEM to come and be in yeah. the Eastern Cape. Secondly, you look at the, our agriculture. The Eastern Cape, we have the most cattle in the country, um, we're performing well, citrus, chicory, and all of that. So what we need to do is to attract investors to come and latch on in those um, um, sectors that are niche to us. When it comes to tourism, uh, we have an edge as the Eastern Cape. Mm. So the investment case in the Eastern Cape is that investors should come and, and let you in, in, in those. Let, let's start with that last one. Tourism. Yeah. Um, I'm convinced, man, that the Eastern Cape is one of the most beautiful provinces in the country. Um, if not the most beautiful. I mean, what the Wild Coast has on offer, what East London, where we are right now, has on offer. It's phenomenal. It's breathtaking. And it's, it's, it's in the simplicities of something as mundane as me having breakfast this morning and getting to look at the ocean. I don't have that in Gauteng where I am. But when I plan my holiday with my family, I don't think of East London. Um, I don't think of PE. I think of Cape Town. I think of KZN. Investment as and tourism is a competitive space. Why so are you not winning the Kruger? Yeah, and the Kruger. I was in, my team and I, as we are here, were in the Kruger just last month. Beautiful experience. Investment, like tourism, is a competitive space. Why are you not winning that competition when you have the most beautiful natural resources? One of the things we identify as being a challenge in this when it comes to tourism is that uh, we're not doing good in marketing the Eastern Cape. Now, during 2020... Why is that? During 2020... Because the, the agency um, in the province that is responsible uh, for, for tourism, um, although it is doing its best, um, the partnerships it strikes, for instance, with the local government, 
um, are not as solid as we would want them to be. We did a, we did a, in 2021, 2020, we gave them 19 million rand and we said, COVID is upon us. You can't be going to shows. You need to, to think differently. And guess what? When they started with smart marketing and attending this virtual platform in terrorism, at the end of that year, if you go, SA Tourism announced us the Eastern Cape as the highest province visited domestically because they used that platform. A and when we gave them the funds, they started to see differently. Um, and they went on to advertise and, and do everything else because, because now they had some extra cash to do that. So until we explore um, such new ways of doing things, if, if we don't, will be left as the Eastern Cape where we are now when it comes to tourism. But if you go and, and check on the stats, you will see that there's a great improvement. So it's, it's, it's about doing things differently. Yeah. 19 million is not a lot for an advertising budget. I know some medium companies with bigger marketing No, no, I budgets. agree with you. It's not a lot, but it, it was just a start, just to show yeah. them that you can do things differently. You can't because now we're locked in. It's not the budget for the entity. Let's, let's call it that. It was just a, a in the adjustment budget. We topped them up with 19 million rand to say, can you do something different? Oh, what do you have? Yeah. You have to make the case that they need more money when you speak to Treasury, both at a provincial and a national yes, level. Yes, sure. What are you saying to them? When it comes to <laughs> Treasury in the province, I have to speak to myself. Yeah. But of course, I, 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 I would always say, we have a case uh, in terms of giving them more funds. I would, I would speak from the economic development side. By the way, and I'm not, and let me qualify this. I'm not just speaking about giving more money to the investment, uh, the tourism body here. I'm talking about tourism enabling companies as well. Okay, and, and infrastructure as well. Yes. That's what we're talking about as well, because it's not only about companies. It's yeah. about infrastructure as well. Because one of our challenges in the province is that some of the uh, uh, tourism uh, uh, products, if I could, I could use, um, are a bit in inaccessible. Um, and it's a combination of things. I'm, I'm sure you would know that now Sandral has taken over the road from Vigisville to um, um, uh, the, the, the product at the end, Coffee Bay. Mm. So these are some of the challenges that we're having, that the, the infrastructure, the, the tourism, the economic infrastructure, that we have in the province makes it difficult for us when it comes to tourism. So we need to think creatively. We need to partner with departments and say, it's not about going to Coffee Bay and holding the war, but it's about moving from Vigisville, what are the other uh, service points that we have in government? So that we club together. Because you, you wouldn't want to put money to visit um, the hole in the wall when you would have a hospital that needs more and a school that does not have a road. But if you combine those two and package them, it makes a bigger, better case. So that when you go to national and say, we need funding, we've got this road, it covers this service point. So wouldn't you include us in the budget facility for infrastructure, for instance, mm. to give us funds? So this is what we are trying to do. So uh, yes, it's a tough one, um, funding-wise, because we don't, it's very minimal. We're only getting 82 billion rand in the province. And we used to have got to use our own provincial revenue fund to balance it because what we get is not enough. Mm. And the biggest chunk of our budget goes to education and health and all the others. And if you look at the economic development department, any entities, about six of them, the IGZs I, I, and so so. What the point I'm raising is that 
it will never there will never be enough uh, funds for, for for this but are you happy about the province return on investment in education and health yes i am to a certain extent but there are serious challenges in both of them let me let me be honest with okay you. to what extent are you happy before we get to the challenges um i'm, I'm happy look if we look at education um what they are doing in terms of um, the rationalization of schools the ensuring that now they are moving kids into uh, boarding schools creating infrastructure on that um you can see that at least there is a, a, a improvement i know that the bigger things might you might not easily see look at what the outcome in terms of the results the, yeah. the, the number of teachers that we do not have um the number of structures that are dilapidated because of the underperformance of the the acd program uh, in the, the also the funds that they are retaining because they have not been able to um, uh, spend them on infrastructure so those things um, make it difficult to say uh, they are performing very well but at least there are pockets uh, of excellence that you can talk about but the truth of the matter if you talk about education is one of the most difficult departments we have health is the same if you look at the number of hospitals that need improvement and the shortages of staff that we have there caused of course both departments by the payables and accruals they have huge accruals in the beginning of the year so that means if you could start a department with a four billion rent accrual, it, it's eating your budget. We don't, we're not giving you extra funds. Uh, we say this is a budget of 27 billion rent, and you start with four billion rent of accruals because you couldn't pay uh, and payables because you, you, in the previous year you carried them over. That's a serious challenge. So we need more That's funds. A competence problems. Why are you not hiring competent people? <sighs> to, a, to a greater extent, yes, I would say it's a competence program because it's, it's also in the management of the departments and, and the premier talks about it all the time to say this is a management problem in the department you've got to sort out let me make an, a classical example on the medical legal we we're sitting here with a um, a liability of about 32 billion rent we just we're paying over a billion rent per, 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 per year and if you look at that you, you will discover that i mean that alone tells you the challenges we're having in the department of health in terms of yep. uh, uh, ensuring that all goes well even though the department now has started to have hospitals that would be hospitals of, of excellence but th that that fund goes it's into their own budget i mean we had to pay 400 million rent because of a court case only this financial year we had to look at where we we're going to find it so the point i'm making that they have very serious challenges that we have in health but it's not um, it's not but uh, i mean you concede it's a competence problem what yes, it is to fix the competence problem <sighs> is it is it do you not have enough skilled people or do you just not hire skilled people we don't have enough skilled people um but also it's about as i was saying to you one of the things um, that causes medical legal uh, it's, it's it's the information it's negligence. <laughs> negligence and also information if you could uh, digitize your information, it would be easily available for you. But when you go to the Department of Health and say, I want his records, uh, it will be here and there. And most, most of the cases that have been won in court are as a result of that. So we don't have enough skilled people. But I, th but I think also from the department itself, they, it has to focus on how uh, the MEC needs to, 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 to focus on how he changes, she changes that and ensures that because it's not that we don't have skilled people, but I don't think we have enough. And the department health is a as a as a huge problem. MEC, you control the purse. Why do you not say to the MEC of health, 
I'll only give you the money you ask for if you find me competent and qualified hospital CEOs. I wish it was easy to do that. Uh, if it was easy to do that, remember, uh, it is the office of the Premier that could say, uh, it's, the only, it's the coordinating um, uh, department, uh, it's the Premier would tell the MEC, you will get funds if you do A, B, C, and D. My role is to not to advise do that. the premier on that. No, we do advise the premier on all the challenges in all the departments. Yeah, the challenges we're having on health, we write to the premier to say, in health we have these challenges because if they could do A, B, C, and D, the for instance digitization of the information, for as long as they don't do this, premier, we are going to be, in, in, uh, we remain with this problem uh, within within the province. So we do write to those things. Whether it's Department of Education, they can't, they can't uh, get, and the, the Premier will say, why didn't you budget? We'll say, we gave them money for, 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 for mm. um, the LTSM, okay. but they used it elsewhere. So uh, it's not upon me to go and say to my other colleague, I'll give you money. or, or not. <laughs> I, ca I can't do it. It's only the Premier that could do that. But, Look, but uh, the point is, you're correct that we, we do have some serious challenges in I, both I, departments. I, I want to take some calls, but uh, before I do that, let me ask you this. Uh, when you make, when you speak to an investor, or when you speak to an investment environment, stakeholders, hey, this is our budget, eighty-two billion. You say this is how much we spend on social expenditure, and this is how much we spend on capital expenditure. Mm, that speaks to growth, growth-oriented capital expenditure. Uh, you then say health and education takes the lion's share of the budget. What what, what is being done at growth expenditure level? Um, as far as the budget is concerned. And I ask that because investors would want to know, are they building bridges? Are they building roads? I mean, mm. I, I saw beautiful roadworks being done as I was driving in from the airport yesterday uh, towards the side. And I was like, this this, this is a sign of, 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 of good things to come. But it's only but that one road. The Instant Cape is a vast province um, and, and, and has a, a, a real infrastructure problem. The... The premiers established a, a project management office at the exec where you just yeah. the gentleman you interviewed and part of the one of the objectives of that is actually to look at what you're talking about because you are talking about economic infrastructure that we have here, but you're talking about infrastructure in general yeah and one of the reasons why he has established that is because he realized that from the provincial side we're not going to be able to fund that so we need an office that's going to package some of these challenges so that for, for us to, in order to go and, and, and get funding. We've appointed Kuha Development Corporation, um, one of our uh, um, entities uh, of, of, of the Department of Economic Development, to package um, such projects and, and try and get some funding from the budget for, um, for facility for infrastructure because we have not been to access that precisely because our packaging was incorrect or was not to the level to which they wanted. So uh, we're doing something, we're asking Kuha. Now Kuha is assisting us yeah. in doing that. Uh, that's why you will see quite a number of, of the roads and, and the Premier just announced about the bridges that have been t also been are being done at national level. So we are doing something about the, the, the infrastructure. It, isn't, it is very bad, we mm. admit that, mm. but uh, we are not sitting down and not doing anything about it. Uh, that's why we established, the Premier established that, that PMO. That PMO is supposed to assist us uh, yeah. packaging this. Give us a call, 086-000-2032, taking your calls on the other side of this short break. Hashtag SFM Talking Point.
And we're taking some of your calls in the last couple of minutes that we have here with the MEC of Economic Development. So keep them, uh, get them in. 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. Let's speak to Anonymous in East London. Anonymous, good morning. Uh, good morning, my brother. Hey, I, I, I want to say uh, good morning actually to the MEC as well. You know, uh, I think as you can pick it up from the MEC, there is a weak leadership problem in the office of the Premiership. It's a pity you can't state it out clearly like that. But I think it's a bit obvious to anyone to pick it up. But I think one Why thing do you I say that? To, uh, well, you can see from all the factors that is mentioning that he can't fix himself, but really are supposed to be fixed at the Premiership's office, but the Premier can't fix it. Take, for instance, the issue of education, the money that was returned to Treasure. I mean, it's about 200 million, if I'm correct, that was returned by the education department to Treasure. But if you look at the schools in, in, in Eastern Cape, and then we are complaining about students who are studying in KZN, and mm. the, the, the poor performance. I mean, Eastern Cape is the second last performing province in terms of education nationally. Mm. And that tells you there's something wrong, but we still want to develop the skills in the province. So there, there's already mm. a problem. But another thing I want to talk about, there's something that the, the Premier mentioned, I think about three years back, the issue of cannabis development and hemp. You know, uh, we have hemp permits here. The ECRTA, which is an agent of agriculture, which is supposed to help uh, hemp, uh, hemp farmers to, to develop the product. We still don't have seeds, I mean, as, as, as we're sitting now. We got the permits at the beginning of the year, but there are no seeds, and we're supposed to have already started the planting season in September. Now, this hemp, with all the, the value chain that it has and the possibilities that it can trigger mm. for the province, but it's still lying fallow. And then you have the cannabis issue in Port St. John, where now the, the king, the Mr. Damas, has called in people from overseas. I mean, people in Port St. John's have been arrested all these years for cannabis. But now there are foreign mm. companies coming into Port St. John's to do cannabis, whereas the people there are not are given funding to at least access licenses, you know, and the development infrastructure of, of the product. Now they must still go and be laborers of people who are from China or America, whereas they have been arrested all these years for cannabis. And then we've got the issues mm. of, of, of Park Tower, which is, I was hoping... Okay, I'm going to have to pause you there, because yeah. that's, that's, that's too okay. many issues that you're lumping yes, into yes, one. No, no, uh, okay, that, 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 that's okay, my brother. Th- th- thank you so much for your for, for your call. Okay. Really, really do appreciate right. it, okay. on, uh, anonymous. Okay. MEC, you've allocated one thousand, just over one thousand nine hundred hectares, nearly two thousand hectares of land specifically for hemp production from this uh, booklet that I have in front of me. Um, do you want to maybe speak to that specific question and concern uh, around cannabis and hemp uh, it, it cultivation that the caller spoke to? Um, it's 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 a real it's 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 a real nascent investment opportunity, and 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 the province holds a lot of promise to that. Um, but 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 accessibility to that land uh, pockets that that have been allocated, like I said, nearly two thousand hectares. You can correct me on the exact number over there. Um, but there's there's still the concern about that that the colleges raised now. The the funding for for that uh, piece of land, I mean the land you've just uh, uh, mentioned from from the book, has been requested by the Department of um, Rural Development and Agrarian Reform. Uh, mm. Dr. Da, through its agency, ECRTA. Remember, they are the ones that would uh, uh, identify uh, the, 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 the pieces of land and, and the people who are actually um, uh, planting hemp and, 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 and cannabis in the province. From, from, where I, from, from where I am, I understand that they have uh, identified all of those in the pieces of land. It depends now on whether they are able to strike other deals with them, with the chiefs that that, that, that hold some of, of the land. But the, um, 
the seeds, and if you look at the booklet, they will tell you that uh, most of those, they, they, they have actually, they are shovel ready. They have um, acquired the seeds uh, for, for all of those who have come forward. I think that's one of the challenges they have is who comes forward to say this is what I want, this is, this is what I can do when it comes to hemp and, and, and cannabis. Perhaps hemp is much easier because this is one of the challenges there in the, on, on the East is that people talk about cannabis and we lump together hemp and cannabis and they will tell you we don't, we're not talking about hemp here, we want to talk about that, but cannabis. But the growing part of it, I think the, the department is, 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 is doing well in terms of getting people to be ready to grow. Um, the other part of or the processing of it is a different one uh, because it doesn't, it's not something that we do as a province and permit it as a province. It's a, it's a national competence and all those who want, would want to uh, process it for, med for medicinal purposes and others. But the growing part, I, I, I know that whenever the, the MEC would report that on the growing part of it, there isn't any, there are really not challenges on the growing part. But it's just that some of the people have not come forward to the department. They've run workshops. They've, they've, they've run workshops throughout the areas where a cannabis is, is, is planted to make people, to try and attract people and make them ready to come forward and they, to, for them to give them seats and, and, and assist them with implements and all of that. They've done that. And if you go to the, uh, to the east, you'll ask people that they will tell you, Mambondu, uh, that the department was there. It has been interacting with them um, yeah. almost on a day, uh, yeah. on a monthly basis to check who still is outstanding in that mm. one. So uh, it's in the processing of it where I think we as a province are not, have not been able to attract many, inv m m many investors. Mm. Uh, precisely also because you know of the bill and one, once it's true, uh, we should be ready uh, with investors. I, I know of a few that got uh, 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 licenses uh, in, 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 in the province, but not very many. We still have to attract uh, investors because it's not a very cheap um, 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 industry in terms of processing uh, cannabis. Yeah. So we've got to go out. The department, ECRTA itself, I mean, we were just now in Germany about three weeks ago where we met with people that are processing uh, cannabis. It tried, I, I don't know if some of them are here, tried to, uh, to invite them to come to the country and for us to have discussions on yeah. this because we can't afford to have uh, other provinces li um, leading in the processing of cannabis when we know that we have uh, we grow the most most of the cannabis here mm. in, in the we've, province. We, we've got a minute left, and I want to ask you this question. I invite you to be as sincere as you want to be about this. In the medium term, and I say medium term because this administration is about what three years old now. What has its greatest achievement be, and its greatest failure? In the medium term, I think we've, we've been a, a successful uh, as a province using the stimulus fund that was declared. Remember when we started, the Premier declared a 1.1 stimulus fund mm. to ensure that we uh, keep the jobs that we have and not lose them. And secondly, um, uh, uh, revitalize our industrial parks. And thirdly, ensure that the, the IDZs, both of them, are, pre are performing well in terms of attracting investment. And I think they've done a great job in, in, in that one. If, uh, that's, that's the, in that, when it comes economic, in the economic space, you will see that in those areas, we have performed ve very well as a province, both with IDZ and, uh, and, and, and KUHA being um, um, uh, entities that have, been, that have not only worked in the province, but worked throughout, to, throughout the, 
the country. So we've been able to attract quite a lot of investments uh, through those through yeah. our own funding. We've been able, even during the uh, time of COVID, to, to, to protect some of our jobs because we've got a portal yeah. Uh, that, that, that talks to all the struggling entities uh, in the portal Jesus log in. We spend a lot of money in ensuring that we keep the jobs that we have through the Eastern Cape Development Corporation, of course, in ensuring that they go visit and look at how many would be lost and we, we pay for such. So we, we've done well, but also on the social cohesion, I think uh, from the Office of the Premier and the MEC for Social Development, we've done well. Um, the Premier has crisscrossed the whole province. Mm. and has been able to speak to almost everybody in the province. And, and it has made it easier for the people of the province to speak to the Premier at any given point in time. And he would call us and to go and address some of those challenges. So in, so, in social cohesion as well, I think in, uh, as, as, as this administration, we've done very well. Thank you so much for your time this morning, MEC. Really, really do appreciate it. It's a minute after 11. Let's take your news with Ian Musa. Thank you very much.